I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Oi. The boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty. It's time to get this party started. Booty, booty. It's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's you're listening to this just in on footy prime your almost daily footy fix this just in erling holland is going to score more than 15 goals this season <laughs> Man City embarrassed United in the Manchester Derby. But as James Sharman tweeted, laugh at Man United all you like, because Erling Holland is probably going to do the same to your club if he hasn't already. City look unbeatable, but they're not even top of the table. Arsenal top Tottenham. Liverpool look a shell of themselves. Managerial firings. New Portuguese names to get used to. There's a whole lot for us to get to. And we may have two Canadian teams in the MLS playoffs when that picture is finally set in stone. How you doing, Primers? I'm Brendan Dunlop. Happy to be joined, as always, by Craig Forrest on this Sunday night. How you doing, Craig? Awesome. It's been so long. <laughs> yeah, we did stretch out our day by doing our match day stream for the 9 a.m. game as opposed to the 11, which we had been following by a recording. So we're doing this in the evening because you've accommodated me um, uh, hosting a dinner with my mother. Uh, so, so thank you for supporting family. Guys, I very much appreciate that. But yes, it has really stretched it out. So going to do my best to really pump a lot of energy into the show. I thought I did that with an inspiring intro. So yes, Craig. I'm, awesome. glad, I'm glad we're here together. <laughs> Jimmy Brennan is here too. And James Sharman and Dan Wong and JC. It's just easier to go through everyone when, when there's actually six of us and the boxes are filled on the view. Okay, good. Uh <laughs> Charms, how are you doing specifically? I'm inspired, B. I'm inspired. So did you make mum dinner or did he go out and have dinner? <laughs> no, just uh, made soup. Made soup. Yeah. What kind of soup? Uh, caldo verde, which is a Portuguese specialty. It's potato and kale soup with chorizo bits. Is it thick? Yes. Is it? It's a thick soup. I find that's, soup's got to be thick. Otherwise, what's the point? Mm, I like a good miso. I think you're being a little... Uh... Caker, <laughs> yeah, I think you got to d- no, try no, no. a few more really soups. Watery English soups too, by the way. This 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 kind of pointless to me. Miso's nice as like an appetizer before I get into the the real good food. So you want a stew? No, it's not yeah. nice. It's not filling, is it? Miso. No, exactly. It's not it's supposed not. to be filling. Though. It's, it's not a, hearty. It's, it's no. soup. No it's one said I want a hearty bowl of miso soup. Okay, starter. What's your favorite soup? Is that was that your favorite soup? No, growing up. Who? Who are you asking? You, I Jimmy. said to be. Was that oh, your favorite me. soup? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I thought was that, that was the soup you made your mother. It's Portuguese. She's yeah. Portuguese. Yeah, correct? without without a doubt. My my grandmother used to make caldeira. So my mother in law actually came over and's like, "Oh, I'm making potato and kale soup." And I'm like, mm, "You know that that's like a Portuguese thing." No, no idea. So she made it amazing, obliterating all the memories of my grandmother's uh, recipe, uh, which is fine. That's an evolution of the taste. Um, so now uh, Elaine and I make this soup. Well, Elena, I want to chew my food. That's the issue, I think. So you want like more of a stewish soup, like yeah, you, a good a stew. Yeah, yeah. You want the argument? Really hearty chunks of meat, carrots. You know, celery is an underrated uh, ingredient in soup. 
I agree. Well, you strike me as someone who spends a lot of time with making stews in a kitchen, trying to preserve them uh, through frozen temperatures and defrost them. So I did once upon a time. I, I spent a lot months. of time. Now, now we have now we have people doing it for us. So what do you? So what do you do now? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. What? No, because you're always busy, right? Big time, Charlie. This is private like, schools coming yeah. out. It's finally Charlie. Wonger, I feel like this hello. is the fr- My name is James Sharman. Yeah. Jimmy's still on the Guinness. You, you moved to on to you know. champagne. You stick to what you know. Maybe a little port. Yeah, you know, I loved, was- I loved the cream of mushroom. I loved the mushroom soup when I was in England. It was the best. Especially yeah. if you cra- if you like um, get some crackers as well. Put some crackers yeah. in that. It's really good. Classic saltine crackers or something special? Yeah, saltine, yeah. sure. Any kind of cracker, you know? I'm not prejudiced well, got- to any sort of cracker. No. A little C+. Plus. Five and a half crackers on this show. I can't believe this is how we opened it. <laughs> but you couldn't chew five crackers in a minute. Oh, that's five? something else we won't be doing. Just five? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna let Wonger go on one of his rants at some point in the show, and I will do the five crackers. Yeah, you know those little uh, those little white cracker things that you got. You mean the classic square ones that come in the red box, the Supreme Plus or whatever? Premium yep. Plus. Yep. Premium Plus. There you go. Someone someone's got a grocery. But bill. they also have to be the ones. You know how you can get those be with with or without salt. They have to be the salted ones. Salted tops, though. Yes, just yeah. because it. It's all about the salt. Yeah. And that's what Jimmy, Jimmy knows this. Okay, I got those. So eventually we'll get to a... So I feel like, Jimmy, I could deal with that far easier than Manchester United could deal with City today. I feel uh, like I could deal with... Speaking five. of a cracker. <laughs> <laughs> what a cracking fixture. Although, also, I love that you're wearing like a... Is that, is that a sky blue or a pastel blue shirt, Jimmy? I would like to say... Uh, a sky blue, if you don't mind. Okay. He's pretending to be like Holland in his living room. Right. And yeah. and Char- Charmin's wearing red, and, and Forrest and I are still wearing black because we attended the Manchester United funeral that was uh, City 6, United 3. Because of Holland the Superman? <laughs> what? It was quite flattering, actually, Superman. for United. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm continuing the, the soup theme. <laughs> All right, yeah. Superman. Are there a lot of Norwegian soups, you think? Bet you I there's bet there's tons. I bet there's tons of Norwegian soups, and they're all really bland. I was going to say, but they're, they're probably very stewy. A little, you know, very little reindeer in there. Oh, yeah, hearty. Well, it might be more like Finnish, no? They love a reindeer up there. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> love their reindeers in Finland. <laughs> and young Russian men. Because <laughs> they're all going over the border. What the hell? <laughs> Where's I've I've tried so hard. I've made soup references to midfields. I I I was going to use the Drano one next. They ran through City uh, United like Drano, Holland, and, and Foden. What the hell are you going on now, Forrest? Once a show, you get or, one of do these. Do you ever watch any news other than football? Like, do you do anything? Like, did did you not see that there's like eight and a half thousand Russian men that? fleed over the border to Finland to avoid the draft. Or they went to go see the prime minister. <laughs> Party at you her know, house. Party, party at her house. Hey, she's, yeah, definitely one of the one. You'd invite her to a party. Oh, yeah, first, FC first Rocket. One. Yeah. The only one invited, eh, Jimmy? Trust. <laughs> Shams, oh, you know trust, what this feels yeah. like? This feels, there was an episode of, uh, the hardcore soccer show or was it hardcore soccer talk that's what we called it and then it became the hardcore so. footy show yeah and i was going on vacation and it was like one of our end of season shows i feel like now it was the middle of the summer but anyway i had this big meeting with the boss and it was about them finally getting us computers and paying us and everything i had this big meeting and Sharman and uh, uh the uh, other co-host uh christian jack um thought it'd be really funny as they walked into the studio ahead of me like why don't we just take the piss out of Dunlop all show? And this is a fixed radio show. We had like fixed segments, two 24-minute segments. He's like, let's see how long we can go without talking about football. So at every time, at every turn, I attempted to talk about football. They steered me off of it. 
In reality, it was one of the best shows we'd ever done. Yeah. In fact, if great. you played it now, it I bet great. you it's it's one of the the biggest laughs you'd ever had. We just said we, we will not talk about soccer at all on this show, and wherever B takes it, we'll take it somewhere else. And sir, so so they leave. They go back to TV Land, which was the comfort the very uh, comfortable side of the Score Studios, and I'm sitting there in radio. The boss comes, calls me in. What the hell was that show? You you can't control those guys. That was that was ridiculous. That that show was unlistenable. The hardest thing to do in this business is be funny. And you know what? That wasn't at all. <laughs> and he blamed it all on me. <laughs> well, had he have paid us or at least given us the fucking laptops he promised us, maybe we would have taken it more seriously. Hey, you know, what's his name? I'll tell him off for everybody right now. But you what's know, his fucking name. Saying this out loud now <laughs> makes me think that you and KJ colluded with him. Maybe it was just to to put me in my place. He's like, oh, this he's getting too comfortable hosting. He's producing. He's hosting. Can't have this. Now, we, we had ways to keep you uh, your feet on the ground, but that wasn't one of them. Okay. Now, it was the enough. rubber shirts that you that said. Was more, that was more them. a protest at the powers that be. The powers that be. Understandable. Well, may they rest in peace. Which is what a lot of people will be saying about the relationship between Cristiano Ronaldo and Eric Ten Hag after Ooh. perhaps Ooh. this this last ninety minutes uh, at the Etihad. Um, I don't want to go all Roy Keane, uh, but forgive me for feeling as though it's it's a, a talking point, even though the man didn't play. Um, but because I didn't get Jimmy's post match take, we can go with w- what actually happened on the pitch first. Um, since you will forever be reminded of your prediction that Erling Holland may not score fifteen goals. Uh, what was your take on the dominant performance from the Norwegian? Oh, that was pretty stupid, wasn't it, me saying that? <laughs> In your defense, and this shows actually how good of a, a, a TV slash radio man you are, you did that to challenge Forrest, who was taking the easy route, saying that he was just going to yeah. rip it up. It was going to be easy for him. I did. I did. You know, I just wanted to go against Forrest and bug him and wind him up a little bit. And then obviously it's backfired because I'm the guy that said he wouldn't <laughs> score 15 goals. And this fucking guy won't stop scoring. <laughs> he, listened, he hasn't got 15 yet. So until he gets 15, we shouldn't take the piss out of you. Really. Oh, come on. Sorry. It could go wrong. <laughs> Honestly. How is it going to go wrong? It's broken impossible. Leg. Broken yeah, leg. Broken leg. Yeah, that would be it. Kidnapping. That would be, be well, another I'm way. saying that, maybe. Let me call my brothers. <laughs> <laughs> maybe 15 hat tricks. Uh, big tool. No, I, I, Viking-like guy. This, this guy is going to be – he's going to be the best striker. If he's going the way that he's going right now, look, and he's done it at other clubs, bagged loads of goals. He's at City, one of the best teams in the world right now. I mean, Jesus, guys. I, mean, I, I think we would score with City right now the way that they play. They would set us up perfectly. I, I'd probably grab 15 there. But this this guy is going to break all sorts of records. It's it's unbelievable. His play, his movement, his awareness, and the, the, the service that he's getting, it's frightening. It's absolutely – like that ball from De Bruyne. Come on. How good was that ball that, that that set him up? Can't defend that. You can't defend it. Even the ball that Holland plays into Foden when he scores, the one that just gets wrapped around the, the defenders. Mm-hmm. Like the service that these guys get is off the chart. And I'm telling you now, if he keeps going away, they're going, you're witnessing probably the best striker ever to play this game, the way that he's going right now. Ever. Best ever. I- I read it. Was it who was it? Who put the stat up when they were talking about at 22 years old? I think it was like Messi scored 30 or Ronaldo scored 40 goals, and this guy's got like 170 goals at the age of 22 or something. I put it up. Was it you, Dan? No, it wasn't. It was it was B probably. No, no there were some people. I um, posted it. It was ESPN FC. In fairness, but yes, Craig. Craig introduced us to the ESPN tweet. Like that. That stat is ridiculous. Is it not? 170 goals at the age of by age 22. Ronaldo had 50. Messi had 44. Is yeah, that but crazy? If, you, if you follow the and don't don't do this because if you follow the comments, you go down a wormhole. And there's a lot of anger on that on that string, that thread. There were people refuting that, saying that isn't the case. That isn't true. So I, I don't know where the numbers came from. ESPN is generally pretty good with that kind of stuff, um, but there's a lot of. Messi fanboys, Ronaldo fanboys, who are having a lot of difficulty right now, even acknowledging the possibility that this guy might be very good. 
they're shitting yeah. themselves. Ronaldo actually was shitting himself in the stands today, literally. Of course, because he's watching this guy going, this guy is going to smash all the records if he keeps going the way that he's going. Now, if, fan, if fans are getting the backs up and they don't like the stats and all this kind of that, that's their own individual problem. And regardless of who you support, what, what who's your favorite player, you, you've got to be football neutral right now and go, this guy is world-class, man. He is unbelievable and exciting to watch. And even if you're not a big football fan, he's the type of player that you'll just tune in to watch because you know he's gonna something's gonna happen. He's gonna score a ball. Must watch. Every, must watch every, yeah, every game. It's um, it's frightening. It's crazy. And now, if you're in the Premier League and you're a defender in the Premier League, you are shitting your pants. He's got a hat trick against Forest, hat trick against Wolves, hat trick against Man United. <laughs> your center back, Jesus. Oh, hamstring, <laughs> hamstring on the Friday before the game. How, how about this, lads? The matches that it took to score three Premier League hat tricks: Holland eight, Michael Owen forty-eight, Ruven Nisselroy fifty-nine, wow. Fernando Torres sixty-four, and Andy Cole sixty-five. That's insane! Jesus, <laughs> he's, he's done it in eight. You are watching one of the best right now, guys, ever to play this. Game and I think you mentioned it, Jimmy. You, you said how he has done this before. It's not as if this is a guy just hitting a brand new club coming out of nowhere, the academy. No one knows who he is, having a great hot start. He's done it at every club he's been at, like prolific. Over yeah. a goal a game for his league teams. I mean, it's, you know, this is not a guy that's just arrived. He's been doing it, like I said, he's proven himself. And now he's at the biggest, on the biggest stage. And he's just stepping up another gear because he has all that talent around him. That's yeah. it. That's, and that's, we said that on, a, on the stream, Jimmy. I think it was halftime when you were there. You said it's like watching men against boys. And I said, you know, he's world-class, a world-class finisher, but he hasn't had 10 world-class servicemen around him. Even the, even the goalkeeper can ping these fucking perfect passes. This is what makes him so lethal. So I think that Ronaldo sitting on the, the side uh, watching this, part of the agony was that could have been him. That could have been him as Man City's number nine. The thing is with Holland is not that he's getting 12 chances a game. He had three chances on right. Sunday. Scored right. three times. Exactly. <laughs> he just finishes. So, so, so you everything. can't find good positions to score in. Is what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, he's got to work on his when runs. He, when you, yeah, his his runs are ridiculous. But when you watch his movement, where he he plays in between the posts, mm -hmm. right? Whether he's going near post, far post, or he's he's dropping in a penalty spot, or he's in the six, everything is in that area. Like he he just knows where he needs to be. And he's more or less saying, put the ball in this area and I'm getting on the back of it. His height, he's got great height. He's great in the air. So anything coming in the box, he's a handful. Mm -hmm. And the way that he moves and reads the game, it's frightening. Like even that ball that gets played across, who, who played across when he, uh, his third, was it the third goal? And it was kind of bouncing a little bit and we're thinking, oh man, this is like your timing's got to be perfect because the ball's gone up and just dropped a little bit just Dang in front it. of him. And that connection, and he just went boom. Oh. That's a guy that's what six foot four, and to have that timing is ridiculous, ridiculous. You know how many guys would have put that over the six five? You know how many guys would have put that over the over the bar? So you're saying he's got a good touch for a big man? He has everything, Charms. He has everything. <laughs> he does. Uh, I was going to say that Kevin De Bruyne should own a late night massage parlor because he's great at servicing. And ta-ta. <laughs> I, I appreciate fucking, the effort. That's yeah. fucking terrible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All, all, all the greatest. <laughs> also. <laughs> Even to wake you guys up, you got too, too into Holland again. <laughs> the guy's 22. He's turning. It's a, a Tiger Woods moment. But it's also, I always I get afraid when I see guys this young doing this well. Injury, girl, how to handle real life. You know, girlfriends, breakups, all that kind of stuff. And then the other question I was going to ask, if... What was the Ren first question? No question. I mean, I'm going to ask a question. <laughs> if Ronaldo had signed with Man City, <laughs> had signed with Man City two years ago, could they have afforded uh, Holland? Well, they, they can oh, afford sure. anybody. They can afford They anybody. just don't want to... They just, yeah, they're supposed to stay within the financial fair play rules, yeah. but... They play on a different rule. So it wouldn't have changed anything for them if, if 
Well, I, I just don't. There? No, I don't think you go and you. I don't think you go and get Holland. Holland, if you think you've got three seasons of Ronaldo, but that's the thing. I don't think they believe they had three seasons of Ronaldo. And look, I'll say this: if Ronaldo had gone there last season, he would have won top score last year. But would he have scored fourteen goals in seven games now, eight games now? No, no, he would not have. There are balls, as Jimmy said, that Holland gets to that no one else can get to. He he finishes like Ibra. He's getting to balls out of Ibra's reach. He heads the ball as well as Ronaldo. He's getting to balls out of Ronaldo's reach. He's just insane. But he's only doing that. He's only finishing. So when he starts pressing, then you can talk about him being the best fucking striker in the Premier League, Jimmy. Until he fucking presses. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that. I mean, as a striker, what's your job? You get paid to score goals. Okay, okay, exactly, right. So then how the fuck is Cristiano Ronaldo on the bench for 90 minutes in a derby? Because Ten Hag said post-match it was to essentially protect his legacy because um, you know, he had too much respect. <laughs> Good timing. Too much, <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> too much respect for his great career to put him onto the field because, you know, God forbid you want to score some goals and make it respectable, right? Plus, yeah. Anthony Martial is better. But anyway, that's yeah, guys, much- let, 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 me, let me tell you something. You don't need, you don't need Holland to press. I know. You don't need him because Man City, the way that they play, the players that they have, it's completely different. Man United, where they are right now as a team, have to press, got to win the balls in certain areas. Man City, they, they don't play like that. They have possession, what, 70% of the time in every single game. He doesn't have to play like that. All his job is right now, be the nine score goals, done. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why I think Pep's been planning this for a long time. You mentioned about Ronaldo, would they have got Haaland. They've been after Haaland for years. This is always the plan. The minute that release clause was available, they jumped at it. And they may have got Ronaldo the year before. They may have done that. I don't think it would have affected anything at all. Haaland was always going to be their man. That's That's my opinion. I saw a crazy stat talking about numbers, though, in financial fair play, which there's always ways around it. And this might be one of them. But on paper, over the last five years, I think it was 660 million that United have spent on transfer fees alone. And City haven't spent three hundred, which sounds crazy. Mm-hmm. But you look at some of the moves in which they've made, and what they, even though they've spent a hundred on Grealish, they only spent fifty-five on Holland. Yeah, I mean that's that's ridiculous business. But that's not because they, they've been frugal. It's because United yeah. have misspent their money so poorly over yes. the last number of years. That six sixty. I mean, how many of those worked out for them? It's been terrible, and they're trying to band-aid solution the way through this transitional period since Fergie retired in 2013, by the way. It's been a long fucking transition, hasn't it? And oh they're still God. fighting for it. And, and they'll be okay. They'll figure it out. I think Ten Hag's the right man for the job, but I mean, you know, that, that comparison to City, oh, j- just the 350 they spent, you know, it's still yeah. absurd. And they're still outspending pretty much every other team in the world. Yeah, but oh. keep, keep in mind as well, guys, with, with Man City for the last three, four, five years, whatever it is, they've got a core group of players. When they're, when they're going on the market right now, it's only for a couple of players. You look at Foden's been there for how long? Walker's been there. Ederson, uh, De Bruyne, Silva. Like they, these players have been there for a long time now. So when they go in the market, it's, okay, let's get a Holland and maybe one other player or this guy or that guy. Because when they bought these players, they got them at good age and they knew that they were going to have them for a long time. Yeah, and Aguero Whereas, got to an age where they just funny. shifted Aguero out. Yeah. You know, shift they didn't have it Silva out, shift Fernandinho out. Yeah. Sterling. You don't even notice. No. You don't even notice it. No. no. That's what's insane. You brought That's... Grealish in. Grealish has been there. This is the second year now, right? Mm-hmm. He looks better now. He looks a hell of a lot better. He's got some quick feet. Mm-hmm. So that's the difference with Man City and everybody else. Everybody else is trying to get a quick fix. Mm-hmm. City doesn't need the quick fix because they've got their base. They've got their big, uh, good group of guys that have been together now for three, four, five years. Mm-hmm. Going back to what I think Wonga, you said, I think, asking about how will he cope with life as he gets in the way, you know, just he's a young guy, right? But if you hear him interviewed and, and you read about him, this guy is just football's his life he has nothing else it is everything scoring goals is all he lives for it's 100 percent what he wants to do he also grew up in a football family with his dad who knows all the trials and tribulations of playing in top flight football um christ he had his leg broken by roy Keane. in fact the last time these two um met uh i believe harland in, in one of these games was the game when uh Keane broke his leg but uh yeah he, he understands he's got a good people behind him guiding him 
teaching him and, and hopefully keeping those distractions yeah. under control. I, I agree with you, Sharms. And I, and I was thinking the exact same thing earlier, right? When, when Dan mentioned that and you're spot on in what you're saying, because I think when you, when you look at Holland, you listen to him talk and, you know, he's a young man, but he's got his head on his shoulders and He's got a father who is a professional footballer who knows everything about it. And his father probably made all the mistakes. And he's saying to his son now, hey, listen, this is how it's going to work. And the young Holland's going to be listening to him going, all right, dad, like, tell me the ropes. What can I do? What can I do? And, but he just seems like he's very, very mature for his age, which, which I like. And mm-hmm. he seems to get it because he's been guided and taught the right way. Because his dad's been through it. Mm-hmm. At I what point also- do we do this podcast, B? And at what point this season do we say we have nothing else to say about him? We Probably o- October 8th, whatever <laughs> next Sunday is. When he, hits, yeah, we'll, when he hits 30. We'll try and figure out what his favorite soup is. <laughs> yeah. It, it'll be big news when he doesn't score. I yeah. think it would be Italian wedding soup. Uh, oh. I was going to guess that that was yours. When when Wonger asked you, what did you grow up? What was your favorite soup at age yeah, eight? One of my that's, favorites. Uh, that's it's what you were going to say. Yeah. 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 Loved it. Yeah. But only people that grew up in like your neighborhood or where I grew up would have tasted that before the age of 14. I feel I like it. it's not that common. Loved it. <laughs> Special soup, though. Special soup. Um, any other points on City before I pick a couple things at United and then we can move on? Um, play Southampton next week. Ruh-roh. Watch out! Yeah, could be another. Could be. Could be ten. You could get your ten, Craig. Yeah, hassle, hoodle. He'll just imagine, put uh, hey, eleven behind the ball, maybe. Just imagine that. Nine. Hey, stacks. Imagine that week of training. <laughs> Duffer, what should I do with Holland? <laughs> yeah, you, you're a mill belly <laughs> That's yeah. why Bednarek left. I guess. Uh, See the that's later. that's pure. That's one of them. And I'm telling you now, the guy's in the dressing room, right? And as, as serious as they're going to take the match, they'll be looking at each other going, boys, let, let, let's keep it to six, will you? Hey, we'll work our asses off. Just keep it. No more than six goals were conceded in this match. <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable. That end, the top end of the spectrum is quite uh, incredible. Well, Craig said this on our post-match show that, they, the scoreline obviously doesn't really reflect the match because City took their foot off the gas in the 38th minute or whenever they went up 4-0. Four, four yeah. yeah. Like, great that Holland got the hat trick and then Foden got his. And those uh, Anthony's goal was classed. I'm not taking away from the quality of the goal. But that match was, was over before they went to the break. Is this a situation where if you're Southampton and uh, you know the whole cliche is... You know, as a professional footballer, you, you want to play the best and match yourself against the best. Is that a case where that's absolute shit? Yeah, I, think <laughs> to, I think you want to bypass that game. Yeah. <laughs> this is a situation where I think Southampton's looking at ways to get out of this. Like, hey, how many COVID cases do you need to uh, get a match canceled? <laughs> yeah, that's still a thing. Can the queen well, die? Yeah. If they don't show up, it's Again? like only 3 0, right? Yeah. If they don't, yeah, that's to just forfeit the game like at co-ed league. Just forfeit. They go, where is it? Where, where is everybody? Stadium's full. No, just, Apparently, yeah. Southampton refused to play this match. Yeah, they lost 3-0. That's okay. Okay. I'll take that. We'll take it. Um, I, I, let's let's add to Wonger's mail sack. Okay, here's a, here's a question for the listeners. Um, Charmin had asked this on our, our post-match show, and I saw you tweet it, Charms. Um, but uh, collect these for Dan Wong. Is Holland the evolution of the number nine, or is he just a goddamn unicorn? Did I get the question right? Um, is, is he, yeah, is, is the position evolving because of him, or is he just a really, 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 really good old school center forward? So, he's, yeah, he's got almost everything. the same way I said it. Kind yes. of. Yeah. What is he? This question basically, what is he? What is isn't he? Well, when Jimmy said, "Oh, no, that's a good question, though." Is he is he a unicorn, or is this a transition, a transitional point in the sport where this is the stature? You know, it's kind of like with hockey when they basically found Lindroses and Messiers, all these big guys playing that position. Wonger skill too. The uh, the synergy between us today is incredible because I like to I try to avoid the cross sport references because the soccer audiences tend mm-hmm. to not like it, but I find it unavoidable. Um, sometimes in this space, but particularly with this topic, 
because when Jimmy said what it's like men against boys, to me that's like McDavid when he came into the league. Mm. How the way McDavid looked in junior, how he can still look like that in the NHL is beyond me. And I feel as though we look at LeBron being the evolution of what Mike's game was, right? What MJ's game was. Uh, to me, Holland is the evolution of Ronaldo as the super striker. Because you took well, well, Craig. I mean, for years, right? Years, um, the last number of years, like false nines, smaller scheming yeah. guys, quick guys, are kind of be on vogue for for the top of the field, right? For most teams, mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. of teams, like the big man has kind of gone to the wayside. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's going to come back now? Because there's, there's some big boys in the prem right now. It's not just him, obviously. There's been a shift. It seems. Is it just coincidence, or do you think it's literally a tactical well, development? They were different back then. They didn't have everything i mean he's just got everything that's just the difference he's six foot five doing it just he's just a rare beast yeah yeah exactly and i think you know what what you're alluding to charms is when you when you're talking about the big man the big man was always the target man in this case this is a guy that runs channels he can come short you can go deep you can get in behind he's got power pace He's just got everything. He's he's your complete package of a, a number nine. Mm-hmm. He could, they could do the diagonal to him if they wanted to, but they just don't have to. <laughs> no, they don't need to be feeding off his headers. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I'll just tell you, tell you a little story. I think you guys know this, but talking about Linda uh, the hockey a little bit, when I was inducted into the Canada Sports Hall of Fame, I was standing uh, with Paul Coffey, legendary Edmonton Oilers player, of course, and. He was getting inducted the same year and Wayne Gretzky was at the event. So there's the three of us standing there and I'm just like, this is just the coolest thing. And it was 2014, I believe. And Gretzky asked Coffee uh, about uh, um, McDavid and he said, uh, hey, what do you, you know, what are your thoughts on him? How good do you think he is? And Coffee said, he's the closest thing I've ever seen to you, kid. How about Lindros? What the fuck are you talking about? What'd you say? <laughs> Connor McDavid, you Oh, t- McDavid. <laughs> Sorry, I tuned out there. <laughs> no, oh, really? But, but on hockey, the, big was, e, uh, the Big E, the Big E maybe is a good comparison, though, to Harlan, because when the Big E, he was massive, like physically daunting and, you know, the new, a new look for the power forward, right? <laughs> what? Yeah, you're saying the same thing. He's a I new said. market. He's a new yeah. market boy. I said take take Ronaldo and make him LeBron, and that's Erling Holland. Yeah. All right. Good. We all agree on that. Yeah, of course. Coffee said that though before he'd, he'd seen LeBron? Austin Matthews. Why not MJ? Well, <laughs> no, be the real deal. My point being is that well, because Le- Le- LeBron had the size and the strength that MJ didn't, but was able to do things that Michael Jordan did. It's the evolution of of that dynamism that player LeBron's Le- LeBron not even is in the same same league as Michael Jordan say again LeBron's not even in the same league as Michael Jordan no hold on we can what? go into this debate what? on uh if we're no going to turn this into Wonger's basketball show I believe that Jordan is the better player yes all day long yeah but I'm t- talking about in terms of dominance and quality and style of play certainly the way he's you can't argue that LeBron has dominated the NBA in the absence of Jordan Wherever he's gone. Yeah. Thank you. He's done well. <laughs> he's done well. <laughs> it's been all right. I'll say, look, I'm Jordan all day. You're like, you've got an ally here, Jimmy. You've definitely yeah. got an ally there. Who would win a fight between Tyson and Muhammad Ali? Tyson. No, not now. Well, I've got Ali's dead, obviously. But like in their prime, 21-year-old Tyson against uh I, I think Ali wins, don't you? Just from the the old IQ, knowing how to fight him. JC, you look like you have a lot to say here. Please, please turn your so mic on. So I'm going to go to uh, Muhammad Ali himself said that they were on Arsenio Hall. It was it was Sugar Ray, Muhammad Ali, and Mike Tyson were on Arsenio in like 80, I don't know, 87 or something like that. And Muhammad Ali himself, even though he was struggling with his, his illness at the time, made the point of saying that, Mike would get him only because Muhammad Ali was not a great fighter. 
He was a great, he was, he was charismatic. He had incredible stamina, but he, as far as fighting goes and his power, he didn't have it. He was just very good talking trash at bobbing and weaving. He was a cetera. great boxer. What are you talking about? What are you talking about right now? What the fuck are you talking about? He's fucking Hear unbelievable <laughs> Hold on. Hear me out here. He's saying he wasn't a big slugger. No. He's quoting he Muhammad Ali talking about himself, by the way. He this did not, not have Muhammad Ali was uh, the best fighter of all time. But he did not have. If he got caught with a hook, if he got caught with a power hook, he was done. No, no, no. Because Foreman did it to Rumble in the Jungle. What the fuck are you? Have you seen any of these fights? What are you talking about? (laughs) What the power wise? (laughs) There is no better fighter in history. Power wise, if you got caught with a Mike Tyson punch, a good Tyson punch, you're done. But but I don't and think Tyson would thing. get close enough to oh, Ali. That, I think Ali would be technically. Do you know Do you know who Muhammad Ali said was one of the toughest fighters and hardest hitters he ever fought against? Shavala? George Shavala. Yeah. Jo- well, every Pure boxer power. will tell you George Shavala power-wise. But that's the thing. You can be the best, like, technical guy. Well, you can punches. move and run around. But if you get hit with somebody who's that hard, who can hit you that hard, you can be the best dancer, the best trash talker in the world. But if you can't take that massive hit by that massive guy, that's it. Yeah, so I, I agree that if he caught him, he said, he take him he down, said he that guy him. is the hardest hitter I've ever I've ever been hit by. Yeah. So well, he got he, hit. Yeah, but he didn't fight Mike Tyson. Yes, he. Well, no, he didn't. But. No, no. I don't know if that would have been a fair fight <laughs> well, at the time. <laughs> Ernie Shavers, George Foreman. He, in my he, opinion, he fought, and also in Muhammad sluggers. Ali's opinion. Mike Tyson is the better fighter just because. Ali is a lovely, a lovely guy. Who, but Mike that. Tyson but will tell you. That, Mike Tyson will tell you that Muhammad Ali is the greatest fighter in the world, which he is the greatest fighter of all time. But if it came down to one on one, twenty one years old, prime versus prime, I think you have to give it to Tyson because if Tyson caught you, it's over. If Muhammad Ali got you with three or four or five, it might have gone twelve rounds and he would have won. But if Tyson got you, it's that's it. It's over. Has the internet decided yet who the best host is on Footy Prime? That was uh, I think it's still going, still going down. But footy, all I know is that it's the first time in, in, oh, in I came three in years that Jay-Z's been yelled at. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Have I? No, I think I've been yelled at before. It's like no, quite I, a hot take, though. Yeah, Even, I, I yeah. think we've yelled at him before. But it's a special we, point you get to when you get the Jimmy. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, That's, but Jimmy says what the fuck about like if if it's a if it's bad weather. It's like what the fuck is with this weather. <laughs> if you get the time wrong for a show it's like what the fuck is the time for what the but that's just because you're it's the there it is there's the charisma jimmy has the charisma is jimmy the the ali of our podcast is that what you're saying he might be wow the muhammad ali of the podcast float like a butterfly sting like a bee well jimmy when we started this that's it for me before we started this record, Craig was scrambling to get some Whitecaps notes. And I said, it's okay, Craig, we're not going to get that for a long time. And to be honest, we, we probably you know won't get to that. And uh, since we're 40 minutes into this record and we spoke about Muhammad Ali and Conor McDavid for the last 20 minutes, we may not get to the Vancouver Whitecaps. How about some more crackers talk? So with hopes of getting – oh, yeah, I said I was going to do that. It's part of a bit. I guess I should have done that while Jimmy was fighting with J.C., I should I get up to get those the five crackers? I will Maybe do that. Me and, Jimmy should, me and Jimmy should go into the ring. I mean, I get schooled a hundred percent. But yeah, why would you do that? To it, yourself? Why would you do that? No, no, I know, but it'd be it'd just be fun. Just be fun just, for no, what? For the show? Fun. For the bit? For, for the show? Not for me. It'd be horrible for me. But it'd be good <laughs> I'm for. Lover. I'm a lover, guys. The, <laughs> the gals would love it. Gals would be like, I want to see Jimmy take his shirt off. And then also, <laughs> so it'd be great for comedy because I take my shirt off. You see, <laughs> so it's. It's good. <laughs> this is you your way of Casey. I think you might surprise us. Yeah, the sacrifices that you like to make for the show, they should stop at like staying up till two in the morning making promos. That they, they shouldn't go to. Oh, I would physically endanger myself against a former professional athlete who has temper tantrums and would be fucking angry and take it out on my face. <laughs> Especially a voice Jimmy? guy. It, I'm, it, I'm working it on only that. Get, but I have I'm the face for radio. What, your anger, your anger, anger management. I'm seeing somebody. We all should see somebody. I've noticed, Jimmy, if, if, if there's a more thoughtful Jimmy Brennan. Yeah, I'm very calm. In fact, I, I've got flowers in my house now. Oh. This is part of the process? They said you should Someone have more died. plant life? Yeah, no, his mom just brought him around. 
Yeah, it's calming. <laughs> All right. There you go. Are they bright colors, multicolored? Yeah, one over there is like yellow, a bit of white. I don't know what they are, but they're really nice. Smell nice. Did you put them over there next to the microphone that doesn't work? Is it the stand that's holding them up? It's right here, buddy. <laughs> He's helpful. I got the big guy. He's working. But going back to your white caps, going back to the white caps, white, okay. white caps got Minnesota. They beat Minnesota, and Salt Lake loses to Portland. Then the white caps are in. Yeah. So it's not quite in their hands, but at least not in their hands, but they know that they can beat the team that they're, they're chasing. They're right in they're right in the mix. Better chance in TFC. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, they're golfing. Were you there on Friday, Jimmy? Yeah, I went down to the match. Oh. Yeah. I uh you should have met me and Dave Starkey, buddy. I no, met Dave so Starkey was, at halftime. Yeah. Legend. He brought yeah. uh, a copy of Dero My Life. Did you sign it? I did sign it. You mean Dero was there? <laughs> yeah, I was with Dero actually. We were we watched a game together. We were in the tunnel club. Did he sign the book? No, just just what? done even. <laughs> <laughs> Only what Dunfield is... signed, signed D Rose book. Dun, Dunfield signed it. Oh, Dunfield Dunlop signed it. Dunlop signed it. <laughs> I keep kind of saying Dunfield, don't I? Brennan Dunfield. I saw him too. Brandon Dunfield. Well, I can understand why you wouldn't want to hang out with me if you're hanging out with legends like that. And also in the tunnel club, eating high price. I, I, I love hanging out with you. You know that. Roast beef so sandwich. B did. Sorry, I would have a good did, laugh did, with you. Did Dave ask you to bring the book, or did you just happen to have one in your bag? No, I didn't bring the. <laughs> no, the legend that is Dave Stark. He asked for it. That top class Starks man. No, he it. took. He brought it. Or took the, took oh, it on the go train. Stuffed it in his in his. I thought you'd be, like, you'd be like, oh hey Dave, oh oh, what's this in my bag? Look what I found. Look what I, I found. Copy. Here, yeah, I'll he sign it for you. He doesn't tell yeah. this, though. He always has a Sharpie ready, though, eh? Five bucks. Yeah, it was my Sharpie. Sharpie. Right. It was his... his Sharpie was out before Starkey asked. <laughs> <It> was... <laughs> no, it's okay, Brendan. I'm okay. No, 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 no. Let, let me... No, please, please. I also had a photographer there with me as well already. So it was... I was prepared. Get my good side. Not my first uh, signature. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, we timed it at halftime the way the light hits that south end. It was. Yeah, Dave looked great. That was the a good team picture, actually. Shit, good picture. Oh. Thanks, buddy. Bad highlights. Uh, quick take then on TFC, and we'll get this uh, MLS out of the way in the middle of the show. Who wants to go on that one? There's a wait till next year, eh? Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what surprised me. The the crowd was, was pretty good, considering. Um, but they weren't really treated to a show at all which I thought was disappointing. That was a very flat end of the season that couldn't end fast enough. Did this, what does Insignia get paid for that half of that, that season to this year? Yeah, as in, what's his pro rate? Like, is he getting half of... I'm yeah. assuming he's just getting half of a salary. He's getting half of a year. Is that what is happening here? Well, I don't know. It would be crazy if he got paid for a full season, playing half a season, and then got paid for a full season next season. That would feel like he took a pay cut. Hmm. Wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Uh, you know, if you got a full year this year or full year next year. I did have two TFC questions in relation to the end of the season. And we'll make it quick. What do they spend on? They have one designated player slot. Do you go and just spend whatever on a striker, someone that can play in between them and is supposed to finish? Or do you spend it on defense? I'll tell you what I think they need. I think they need a keeper. I think they need two center backs. They need a striker. And then they need another midfielder as well to help. Okay. Great. The, the fullbacks, wide players, everybody else is fine, but that's what they need. Ozo might yeah. leave, right, potentially. And uh, Bradley's not getting any younger. I think they have to get a central midfielder. Yeah. Yeah, goalkeeper's essential. 100%. They've got Larea until May, right? Or Jim? Yeah. I don't think you have to go DP on a center back. I think there's... There's no. guys out there that I think you got to DP's always got to be attacking players. I think I agree or, or mid. That. You know who's available, right? So Mikey Singh said this. Just threw it out there for a laugh. He said, "Sergio Busquets. He's going to MLS next year. He's pretty much said it. He's leaving Barcelona. Yeah, be tasty, wouldn't it? Know, if I'm them guys, I, I think personally, I want to. I want to invest in some youth. I want to. I want a younger guy, younger guy with engine." He's got bags like 
loads of quality that I know that I'm going to have for the next four or five years. I think they got to go get someone like that mm. because you're going to so, get for skets and you might get them for a year. Then what? And then you got to go out and get somebody else. Yeah. He's 30, 35, right? I think yeah. we'll be 35. I would, I would get youth, good legs, good engine, box to box. So maybe someone who's running scared of the Premier League, like maybe one of the Southampton midfielders is like, fuck this. I'm going to MLS. Yeah. Someone who gets torched by Holland. That's that's basically what it James is. James Ward-Prowse. There you go. Boom. Yeah. Instead Done. of using transfer market um, to, to find who's available, just look at who Holland is embarrassed this season and like tap up their agents and <laughs> throw up some big prices at them. That would be huge. Be All right. North, North London Derby. Uh, God, Arsenal look good. Are we surprised that they uh, have kept this up and are the best team in North London? That was a test. That was a test, and they uh, they did. They, this is a different Arsenal than we were used to. Yeah, Arteta's done a fantastic job. Really, really good. Yeah, I agree with him. They were that, doc- that documentary is amazing as well. Huh? Y'all are nothing Arsenal. Shows he's building something right. Even in that that show, ups and downs, they stuck with him. Yeah, um, but you could see what they were building. Yeah, and yeah. where they wanted to go, and they're there now. They're I think they're now. there now too. Yeah. yeah. Gabriel Jesus has uh, upped their level, um, but also everyone in that room that was in that room during the season yeah. and that episode of All or Nothing, that series, excuse me, they've upped their game. Yeah. You can see that. They're, they're right. very, they are real title contenders. Saliba is Indeed. ridiculous. Yeah. He might yeah. be, a, be the one guy, maybe, I say handle Haaland, but maybe we you know, limit Haaland to just the one goal. Yeah. Mm. B, when you look at that that documentary, because I know you watched it, they were, what was it, two years ago that they made that? The Arsenal was last season. Was it last season? Yeah. And they were the youngest squad in the Premier League. Yeah. So when we're talking about building building a team and a group of guys that have been together for a number of years, they've got that now. Mm-hmm. They got that now. And I can see them building very, very similar to what, or the way that Man City is. And you watch... If they have good good success this year, one, two more players next year. The year after that, one or two more players to bring in. It won't be won't be drastic changes now because I think they've they've got the squad that they want. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that to, to, to go back to TFC's point there, and you said someone young. You can go and look at the models: Seattle, Atlanta. the The league has done this. TFC tried with uh, uh, Soteldo and it failed. But you can go to South America. And you can pay someone who's incredibly talented a fraction of what you'd pay someone from Europe, and they could be around for a long time. So Teldo, again, being the bad example. But look at Atlanta. Yeah. Look at Seattle. Look at Austin. They all have kind of copied this type of model. And I think that's what TFC does to solve the central defense and the midfield. It it's doesn't always work. Right? There's a lot of those guys, of course, be, right? A lot of, of those guys each work. year who don't yeah. do anything. They don't you know, amount to anything. You've got to really get it right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't think Sergi Busquets would be getting it right. No, I wasn't. A f- I, I'm not a fan of him in general. He, he let him go to Chicago. Why? Um, I don't know. It just strikes me as a real dick. <laughs> to, to be honest, it's the it's the way that he played against Ronaldo in those oh, in the classic. Oh, here we go. Jeez. Jesus, oh, I'm sorry. He played, in he played Ronaldo tough. Oh, that's not fair. It's Ronaldo. Have some oh, respect for him. Don't you touch my Ronaldo. He's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. He's one of those players that you would like to have on your team, Charms, but one of those players that you would hate to play against. Yeah, but you, you would hate him against your team. Yeah, because he's like a go to TFC. Yeah, no. no. You've been a season ticket holder forever. <laughs> Does yeah, does B so. does B call his penis Ronaldo? Is that what Jimmy was saying? <laughs> Ronnie, don't you touch Ronnie. my Ronaldo? Why would Jimmy not know CR about my penis? CR three. <laughs> Let me give him some service. <laughs> CR two and a half. <laughs> Wait, so B, who who would who would who would win in their prime? CR seven or Muhammad Ali? Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Uh, keepy uppies. Uh, Gabriel Jesus scored again. Um, that was special. Um, Connor Gallagher scored a nice one against uh, the team where he made his name, Crystal Palace. Um, good two-one win for Chelsea. They're fifth. Uh, I'm surprised though that um, I'm surprised that Connor Gallagher is getting time. 
I gotta be honest. I didn't think that uh, I didn't think that he would, but maybe with Graham Potter now, um, and that, that like it seems like they're 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 finding their footing or their form under him very quickly, or at least some some form. Um, I think Connor Gallagher is going to be a big piece at the expense of some yeah. pieces that they've spent a lot of money for, like Christian Pulisic, who I think stays unnumbered. Although Pulisic set him upright for the goal. He did. He did. But don't you think that the way things are, are brewing, that it seems like Pulisic has to play out of his skin mm-hmm. uh, at every opportunity in order He's to get more? He's got a lot to prove, that's for sure. But I think these these youngish players, skill players, I think Potter's the perfect manager for them. Yeah. Right? You see what Brighton have done. He loves that. He loves bringing those young players through. Although you watch Brighton in the first half in their game, you're like, ooh, these players are going to get a few managers' big jobs. <sighs> are they? How good are they, by the way? Right? They're the real deal, man. Brighton. Yeah. Fourth. They fourth in the right Premier now? League. They're fourth right yeah. now. With that draw. Man, they look good. They just keep going and going and going. That's what Klopp said post match. Klopp, Klopp said they're a really, really good team, like a team. They play well yeah. together. Trossard's going to go somewhere. I think he's so s- silky smooth, eh? He is. Yeah, he is. He, he is. Three hat tricks. Sorry, sorry B. Charms, have you changed your expectations on, on your LFC this year? Getting pretty damn close. Yeah. No, are <laughs> it's you? Just like, defensively, are you... I mean, listen, going forward, they are getting better. But defensively, there's something wrong there. I don't know what it is. It's just... Well, Trent Alexander is not himself. No, and not. Van Dyke is not himself. And this, you know, yeah. and you get Man City that is absolutely flying. So, yeah, yeah it's not good timing. He's been targeted. Agree, that yeah. whole right-hand side, Matip and um, Alexander-Arnold, they've just been targeted right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It seems to take mm-hmm. full advantage. Van, Van Dyke is a shadow of himself right now, isn't he? Well, because of the because of the ball going through him? Because well, over, overall, do you think he had a horrible match or was it just a collection no, I of just, errors? I, I think, you know, we, we talked about it a couple of times in matches where you know, a striker gets a ball and he's he's standing off, whereas before he would he would go to close down. Mm-hmm. And his timing is is terrible at the moment. You know, it's over- it could be argued that he hasn't been the same player since the knee injury. Yeah, he was good last year, right. but he wasn't before the knee injury. I mean, there was no argument who the best center half in the world was. Yeah, yeah. without a doubt. Yeah, we talked about him as the third best player in the world, yeah. which you never say for a defender. No, yeah. no, exactly. then, no. There's issues there. I mean, Allison bailed them out again. It could have. Yeah. They should have lost that game. Brighton was a better team. Have. Great game, though. I mean, one thing about Liverpool this year, you're going to see a good game for the neutral. <laughs> Watch those ones. There'll be yeah. goals yeah. involved. Mm-hmm. But it's a heart that's attack a, for you if you're not a neutral. That's Rosard's a good player, boy. Woof. Mm-hmm. He looks it. Man, he's good. He's a sniper. If you're, if you're Potter at Chelsea, are you thinking in the window? Could do worse. He won't yeah. cost you 85 million. Yeah. I wouldn't think, or maybe you will. Brian held yeah. a lot out for Fafana. Yeah. But uh, he's a damn good player. Worth some money. Yeah. Hey, Newcastle looked good too. Yeah, Newcastle Ooh, the Almiron goal was good. beautiful, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh. I love that. And I do love that Joseph Martinez, Atlanta, his old teammate, had to top him on the internet, at least with a more spectacular goal. But Almiron's... <laughs> oh, did he? I didn't see that. Yeah, it was a, it was a bicycle kick for Atlanta. It was, it was insane. Uh, a couple hours later. <clears throat> Just not um, in the Premier League. Exactly. Good point. Just not in the Premier League. Yeah, I really did think Joseph Martinez was going to get a big move as well. He was linked, and I think he's paid very well in Atlanta. I could see maybe why he prefers to stay. But when uh, Miguel Almiron went, I thought there'd be a, an exodus um, from at least Atlanta, but from MLS. But Almiron's done really, really well. He's obviously got the skill, and I'm glad that now there's some pieces around him that can kind of bring that out maybe even better. Yeah, they That's, like him, and they stick with him. Yeah, he's a very likable guy, right? Mm-hmm. He's, he's always smiling, yeah. isn't he? Always smiling. Yeah, that's it. He's like that's the anti Phil Foden. Which is funny because in this setting, I feel like I smile the most. You're Mr. Miserable. JC I do has... smile, though. Uh, when? There's, there's one <laughs> photo. Oh, there you are. Oh, that's the oh, first, had... first time I've seen his teeth. I didn't know you had teeth. That's like a really creepy smile. Speaking yeah, of New, speaking oh, of New, speaking of Newcastle, it's frozen again. No, yeah, it's I saw like a Newcastle like... scarf. <laughs> Broken piano, one black, one white, one missing. He's doing a bit on our audio show. <laughs> Is this your way of contributing to my promo schedule by creating something for me? 
artistically in a bit here? He's pretty good at not blinking, though. He did blink. Yeah, I did, but he's pretty good at not blinking. Mm-hmm. Try not to blink, Charms. He's also very good at not listening, so he's probably not heard any of this here. <laughs> Connor McDavid? Who are you talking about? So Liverpool's getting relegated, we all agree? Okay. You're going to talk about how bad his pie is. <laughs> chicken, chicken Balti was rotten today. Let's see what he has to say now. <laughs> so, Get him where it hurts. Chicken Balsy. Uh, Liverpool got a point. Uh, Villa got a point against Leeds. That was such a Villa game. Jesus, they should have won that game. They were up 10 men for 40 minutes, and they looked like, at times, it looked like they were down. Coutinho was great. He hit the bar. He pulled a me, um, Jimmy. He hit, hit this incredible fucking volley. Like, what a perfect shot. Boom, off the bar. So. I think he's telling all his friends tonight. Yeah, I think he will. I think he is. I he think he's gone, he's gone on his podcast. <laughs> What's that about the rebound? They should have finished that. Yeah, they did. Oh, they should have finished that. Oh, you did watch the game. I saw it. I saw oh. the highlights. Gerard and uh, Jesse again uh, all bitchy with each other, aren't they? Post-match. Uh, oh, I didn't see the post-match. Yeah, Jesse tell. Marsh is complaining about how Villa were just time-wasting and all this. And uh, Stevie G wasn't having it at all. He goes, well, Jesse can say that, but I don't care about Jesse. Get about Aston Villa. Only Aston Villa. <laughs> pretty good like wrinkled forehead when he did it as well no, it's a very good scouse that you do but it, it does is. not sound like Steven Gerrard at all I'm it's a great scouse yeah. but it's like it's, it's it's a generic scouse it's not like yeah, a Stevie yeah. G scouse it's someone yeah Meep. it's someone who carries a lunch pail and wakes up at awful hours and is like a real scouser that's what you're impersonating <laughs> but yeah no they got all pissy with each other yeah because uh Pointing fingers at time wasting, and then Fle- uh, Fle- Jesse Fleming, Jesus Christ, Jesse Marsh, <laughs> said to, uh, "Well, what about when the red card happened, and who was wasting time then?" And anyway, it all got a little bit out of hand. Uh, uh, I I don't know how to describe where Jesse Marsh was banished to watch this match because he wasn't he was suspended, right? He wasn't allowed to be on the touchline yeah. for his dissenting comments. But when they showed him, it was like he was—I don't know if he was at the top of the stands in the concourse. But he was he was visible to the cameras. They kept showing at least at the end of the match there. Um, but yeah, I'm glad that uh, Villa at least got something. They should have got three points. Um, but I, I like watching Leeds. I, I want Leeds to do well. We've said that on the show before. Um, West Ham won, so you you were the happy one of a lot of us, Craig. You should be two 0 win over Wolves. Although uh, Wolves are pretty pathetic uh, this season, and it's resulted in Bruno Lage being sacked. Yeah, they look good first and win last. You know, they they play some beautiful football at times. They really do. But that's mm-hmm. been the sort of their theme all season. But scoring goals has been a massive problem for them. Remember them about Spurs as well. But nice as Skamaka gets off the mark, his first goal with a an absolute scream or two. So seeing some beauties. Um, then Bowen getting the second one, nice goal. So yeah, good day at uh, London Stadium. It's about time Samaka scores. I've had him on my fantasy Premier League team for eight weeks, and I dropped him this week, and he scored. <laughs> Is he the most inked up Premier League footballer? Oh, good point. Um, there's got to be a few guys with a ton of ink. Um, uh, he is really inked up. Like, Ederson? Yeah. Ederson just close. has the biggest, most noticeable ink, but I don't think he's like got it on his fingers. Samaka's like Bernadeschi. He's covered. Yeah, who's got who's got the most out of us, Charms or Jimmy? Charms. Right, Charms, I think. Jimmy's got. Uh, a, Jimmy's I don't know how many Jimmy on. has. I haven't had JC? the privilege of seeing him naked. JC, you got a couple, right? Couple nine. You got nine? Then it's JC, I think. What's your biggest one? Well, it's not about how big it is, but it's where it is. So it depends on the you know the time of day. <laughs> It's a hundred dollar two and a half. Could be a CR five, yeah. depending on what's happening. It's a hundred dollar bill, isn't it? Because you like to watch your money grow. Oh no, it, do- it doesn't grow, and and it doesn't show. It's it's like it's like a it's like a it's, like a, it's a toonie that's tucked tucked in a purse. <laughs> no, but I think Charms has a big like. You have a big arm piece, don't you? I got a, a half sleeve, yeah. Yeah, and Jimmy has his his big uh, tramp stamp, I think, on the back with his name. Yeah. And then, but Craig has that one, that big chess piece. That's a dick. <laughs> the tramp stamp. 
<laughs> what does it what does it say across the your, your lower back? All, all for one. It says you're welcome. No. It's a stone angel. I need someone to look over me. Keep me on track. <laughs> you should have put it on your forehead. Well, that would look like a plum then, wouldn't it? <laughs> How do we get down Ink Street here? Because uh, um, of uh, Skimaka. Oh, Skimaka. Uh, DeAndre Skimaka. Yedlin, I think, had the most tattoos in the Premier League, and he's no longer mm. there. Mm-hmm. What the hell is he now? Miami? Into Miami, I think. He's got neck is. tattoos that go up his beard on his face, and yeah, he's but like, so Skim- Skimaka though, he goes like right up to his ears, like both sides, like thick, thick ink. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. No, like a My turtleneck. Uh, I got a lot of turtleneck. I wouldn't. Have them up my neck. Hmm. I mean, you've got Jimmy. JC's got nine. I got a lot too. Yeah. I got a lot. Then I had piercings and. Should we all get matching footy prime tattoos? No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah? What do you mean? Yeah. We better get a real logo that we all agree on first. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> seeing how long it took us to put that logo up on Apple, I can imagine it would take a long time to get it tattooed. <laughs> I can't on believe back. we got it up. Who yeah. did it? Well, thank God, JC. Thanks, JC. Uh, it took all of six minutes. All right. It actually took six years, JC. <laughs> That's, true. That's true. You know, you know, you know who might actually be into getting a, a Footy Prime tattoo? Dave Starkey. Uh, I would say Starkey or one of the uh, one of the uh, Primer supporters. Right. And I, you know what? I would be willing. And I'm sure we all would too to put in a couple ducats to pay for that tattoo if someone is willing to get it. Carry that Ryan. In. Yes. Carry might actually. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great group that uh, that Carry and Starkey, Chris, uh, Doug Summonite, and my apologies if I'm missing anyone else that's that's a uh, founding member. There's 47 members. followers now. Kula. The Footy Prime Supporters Club, yeah, but there's a you know there's a controlling uh, yeah. admin team. You're right. Uh, I, I think I've hit the I've hit the controlling admin team. I, want, yeah. I wonder if they have if they've had a like a proper government like you know like a board intervention yeah, quorum like, a quorum. Who, who's the real head of the of the supporters club? You know, yeah. like are, and are they voted in? Because it'd be cool to see you know them the you structure know, have yeah. That's I'll that's, keep filling you in, JC. Keep talking. That's, that's Thanks, a mystery. Brother. And uh, uh, and uh, 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 where were you, man? I I like it. They're funny. They got great banter, by the way. They do, don't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love. Well, I love. They, they, they get us. Are going at it. Yeah, we get them. Yeah. They do get us. Uh, well, I'm glad that we can get our Premier League fix uh, back on Fubo now that the Premier League is back. Uh, we got Champions League week coming up. Um, seeing as where we went, this feels like an inappropriate time to bring up uh, the tragedy in Indonesia. But uh, I do feel like it's worth acknowledging that uh, that happened over the weekend. Um, mm. Maybe we'll get into that uh, later in the week as more Great. details emerge. Well, they're um, hosting the U20s next year. Yes, right? I was going to say that that's why it's going to be a huge talking point. Like, you know, that this is uh, this is going to be something for, for a long time. I think they're also one of three countries bidding for the Asia Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, Second worst tragedy ever, right? Not, right now? They're not getting that anymore. Yeah, yeah, it just it just sounds tragic, right? We can all agree that no one should. One hundred and seventy-four people was the last count, I believe. Wow. So they yeah. da- they downgraded it. Have they? Did they? Yeah, they've said it's less. How many, how many people were in the stadium? One hundred and twenty-five now, I believe. I think it was forty-two thousand, but the the number was thirty-eight for their what they were supposed to sell, and supposedly they had four thousand more than the cops. So, I mean, I watched the highlights that when B said, "Hey, did you see this?" and um, yeah, so they oversold. Then the cops, they're not allowed to use tear gas, and they did. And, uh, yeah, everyone went loco trying to get out, which makes sense, and all these people got trampled, instead, including kids and stuff. So, it's uh, it's actually a FIFA rule. It's actually banned by FIFA right. that uh, tear gas can be used in stadiums at all in any attempt to control a crowd or anything. So, yeah. There'll, there'll be a big investigation. Which in itself is something to, to look at as well. I mean, once again, it's FIFA dictating to the police how to handle crowd control. <laughs> yeah. Topic in itself there, right? Obviously, in this case, it was tragic. But there was, there was a riot going on. So Tuesday's show then? You're going to lead this very serious show on, on Tuesday's episode? No. 
Okay. <laughs> I know my lane. We hit Major League Soccer in the middle of the show. Is there any other points that you guys want to get to before we put a bow on this? Because I feel like no one's listening. What's you? No, the listeners. Well, the general. They would have oh, I think everyone's listening. That was a great show. It was a great show. I know. Yeah, I just I was just was looking at a... the clock. It's just a longer one. That's all. Uh, yeah. We you started, know that we started way way late. It's like set. So we're only at one. It's not one that, of six. That's okay. There's a. I guess there's a line here that sometimes like my sarcasm blurs. Like where my self deprecation is just so like normal. You're like then it becomes like oh now you're insulting us. Yeah, the show was so like, he can't be joking about himself. That that is again, like Jesus Christ. It, or by staying on and, and completing more of Footy Prime, we're actually insulting our supporters. Is that what we're doing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're insulting them. That's no, that's not, not what I yet. meant. But I love oh. that that's the interpretation. No, I was I was speaking about me. One thing I learned, I feel like I over-communicate. I think you can all agree and you've all rolled your eyes at me over-communicating, but that doesn't necessarily mean I'm, mean I'm communicating as clearly as I intend to. Can I'm, I try my that. joke again? Hold can right I try my joke again about late-night yeah. massage yeah. parlors? Oh, here we go. <laughs> okay, it wasn't good. I, I think just... that, one can, that one can be spiked, Jason. All right. but, uh, but the rest of the show was good, Wong. Yeah, has, has anybody noticed that Forrest is tuned out for the last 15 minutes? <laughs> I muted you guys a while ago. <laughs> what are you doing over there? Three shows is a lot for Craig. Three shows right? a lot. I just need swiping. Yeah, no, what are you? Are you on a dating app? No, I was just making sure. I was just looking at the Indonesian thing and to make sure that uh, my uh, facts are right. Are they? Are you going to talk about them or? Oh, it seems like it. Yeah, at least 125 died. Jesus. No, I don't really want to talk about it, Jimmy. But it's terrible. No, it is shocking. I tell you, one thing that never, you know, it always surprises me how great our chemistry is, guys. We just really get each other. I'll we get really, you. We really understand this. Hey, can we just end the show? Yeah, that's yeah, where that's I was going, idea, Jimmy. Jimmy. That's a that's, great idea. Um, yeah. Wonger, anything else you want to tell people? Yeah, if you... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> October 7th is the new date for your half price on their first three months of Fubo TV. Oh, there go we to, go. Yeah, go sign Fubo, up with us. Yeah, go to FuboTV.com slash footy prime. And if you haven't yet, sign up for North Star Bets, new betting app, so you can get it on your mobiles. Okay, Has anyone perfect. used that that link for us to get us money for Fubo? Yeah. Have 92 they? people. Yeah. Really? Yeah, the more we push, the more people do it because they Thank like you. us. Yeah. Thank you for liking us and thank you for listening. We really, we really appreciate it. We don't understand it, but we really do appreciate it. Uh, follow us on Twitter, footy underscore prime, and we'll be back on Tuesday. So until then, uh, thanks for listening and keep on your Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.